0: the show. This is issue 14 of 3BZ presents the TomCast podcast, and I am the current pop head, Tom. Please follow the show at the TomCast underscore podcast on Instagram and at TomCast underscore podcast on Twitter. This is the pop culture podcast that knows the only good Nazi is a dead Nazi, unless that dead Nazi is a zombie, in which case he's really, really bad. Uh, Before we dive into the meat of this uh, Nazi zombie pie that I've cooked up for us today, uh, I have a few items to, well, we'll say clarify. You might say correct. But it's the, you know, from my point of view, I think I can consider it a bit of an omission. Uh, but if you're keeping score at home, you'll want to jot these down. You may remember back on episode 12, the Halloween show, uh, we, I was, uh, we, did a, we did a Mount Rushmore of Halloween films with Cody and Tabitha and I. And uh, when it came to my turn, I made a couple of glaring omissions. Uh, my only excuse for this is that uh, these two films happen to be two of my all-time favorites, and I don't think I was uh, necessarily thinking of them specifically to the, the, the Halloween horror genre, per se. But I wanted to make sure I gave them all the credit and love they deserve. So the the first omission uh, on my part is the original Ridley Scott classic, Alien. I love this film so very, very much. Uh, from top to bottom, it's a fantastic film. Uh, The the sci-fi elements are obvious, uh, but there's a a strong horror component, too. I mean, uh, in a lot of ways, uh, Alien is a haunted house movie. Uh, It just happens to take place on a spaceship. You know, there's no getting in, there's no getting out. You are stuck on the spaceship with a monster that is trying to kill you. So it's awesome, and I love it, love it, love it. Uh, And the second, and possibly... Even more egregious oversight on my part, uh, because I truly believe this is is one of the best films ever made. Uh, because when I was a child, it traumatized me and has had a lasting effect in my life to this very day. Uh, and that is uh, the, 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 the original, the blockbuster, uh, Jaws by Steven Spielberg. Uh, like I said, this movie scared the holy hell out of me and affects me to this very day. Uh, When I go to the beach, I will not stay in the water for too damn long before I decide that I've overstayed my welcome uh, because there are bigger, badder things in the ocean than me, and they are more than happy to uh, consider me their uh, bacon-wrapped date with a little goat cheese on the side. And uh, so uh, please, for your consideration, add a giant xenomorph and a big-ass shark to my Mount Rushmore. All right, now that that's taken care of, Let's get into a little bit of news. There's been a lot going on. Uh, I apologize for not getting more episodes in the in the can and out to out to all you good folks who are so kind to listen. Uh, things are ramping up for me uh, at school and at work. It's a busy time of year. The yada yada yada. I know we're all busy. I get it. I understand. Thanksgiving's right around the corner. It's here. It's this. It's this week. Uh, it's possible that you are listening to this as you are prepping a turkey or or shoving it in the oven, or maybe you're peeling potatoes or or doing all that whole. Thanksgiving rigmarole and uh, if you are I hope you're having a great Thanksgiving uh, it's one of my favorite days to sit around and enjoy a lot of uh, alcoholic beverages while I uh, attempt to cook a feast uh, so I hope everyone is having a great and safe holiday so let's uh, let's get into some news and the big news obviously uh, still to this day that still is affecting me and has me very sad when I think about it is the news of the passing of Stan Lee. Um, Stan Lee I'm sure you all know by now. If you didn't know before, you know by now. the 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 you know the main man of of Marvel Comics for a long time, responsible for creating so many of the characters that are currently inhabiting the silver screen. Uh, Spider Man obviously is a big one, but he also created Fantastic Four, Daredevil, Black Panther, Falcon, uh, the Inhumans, the the X Men, the original X Men. Uh, you know, with Beast, Iceman, Cyclops. Jean Grey, Professor X, all you know, all of them. Uh, overlooked Angel there, uh, but Magneto. For as far as villains go, he created the Green Goblin, Doc Ock, Doctor Doom, uh, Silver Surfer. I mean, the the list is ridiculously long. I mean, his contributions to Marvel Comics history and to what we're now seeing unfold on the silver screen uh, is is beyond reproach. I don't I don't have any amazing Stanley story uh, to share with you. I, w- I wish I had. Uh, my interactions with him over the years have been of the the very brief, like, you know, wave hello, get a wave back from him sort of thing, you know, just kind of in passing. Uh, this is back in the day, too, back when Comic-Con wasn't nearly the circus it was, that it, or that it is now, I should say. Um, so, again, my interactions with him were always limited, uh, but his impact on my life has been substantial. Uh, growing up watching, you know, Saturday morning cartoons, uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends was was probably my first introduction to stanley uh he narrated the episodes he would uh lead into commercial breaks and back from commercial breaks so that was that was a voice i heard very early on Uh, and then when i started getting into comic books themselves you know especially with the uh, well obviously with the marvel stuff i mean his name's everywhere in those books you know uh so-and-so spider-man issue, so and so spider-man brought to you by stan lee you know stanley proudly presents that kind of thing in all the comics it's uh uh, you know, and you had Stanley's soapbox in the back of the in the back of the comics, where it's like he's doing these editorial posts just for you know the readers of the Marvel Universe, and it was like he was talking to you. And uh, his just an incredible man. His his life story is fantastic. I'm, I'm sure at some point we're going to see uh, some kind of amazing biopic about Stan's life, um, and I can't wait for it. Honestly, I think it's going to be incredible because if you don't know, he's lived quite a life. I mean, and this is a guy who was on the forefront of. Of, of of bringing awareness to, to people, you know, Stanley taught people good and bad and, and right and wrong. And, and he was a, a big proponent of, of, you know, social justice changes back in the, in the, seventies and eighties and stuff, you know, he, like I said, he created black Panther and the Falcon at a time when uh, there wasn't black representation for, for characters, you know, there were, African-Americans were not represented in comic books and Stan was a big part of, of bringing that, bringing some change there, shedding some light on, on all the possibilities that the world has to offer for everybody. And, uh, it, you know, that can't be understated, that can't be overlooked, and it should never be forgotten or ignored. Uh, so I, I love that man. Uh, like I said, his impact on my life is is very large. Uh, possibly the only person who might be ahead of him as far as impactfulness of, of somebody who I've never met, but what they have created and brought into the world. Uh, the only person who might be, higher on the on that uh, on that flagpole is is uh is george lucas himself for for creating star wars which i don't know if i'd say star wars has defined my life but it's pretty damn close i mean it's it's been such a heavy influence on me and 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 uh my pursuits of creativity and, and trying to express myself in creative ways uh stanley and george lucas are Hands down, the most pe- the people most responsible. So if, if you uh, don't like me on this podcast or on my other other podcast, you can blame them. It's it's their fault that I want to get out there and talk and share my stuff with all the world. So um, very sad, very sad news about Stan and uh, it, it just incredible incredible life, life well lived and a life that uh, won't be forgotten, and it shouldn't be. And one more one more note about Stanley that I wanted to make sure to uh, to pass on to everybody. Uh, Stanley is responsible for my love of alliteration. For better or for worse. You know, uh, you know. Yeah, Peter Parker, Betty Brandt, Bruce Banner, Matt Murdock. I love that stuff. Uh, and, and let's think of the ultimate name in alliteration that he came up with Fin Fang Foom. There you go. So thank you, Stanley, for that. Appreciate that. Thank you, thank you. Love you forever and ever. Rest in peace, sir. So cheers to Stan. All right. In other news, uh, today I'm recording this on the 19th of November, so I hope to have it out to you guys very, very soon. Hopefully, even the, hopefully by possibly the 20th, if I can get my shit together tonight. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but today on the 19th, we got two new trailers released into the world, and the first that I wanted to mention is the brand new PG-13 rated Deadpool trailer. There is a new cut of Deadpool two coming to theaters uh, in December, just in time for the holidays, and it's PG thirteen. But they filmed they filmed new material for this special version of the film, and uh, you know obviously you're gonna go you're gonna see basically the same movie as you saw when it first came out, but they, again they filmed all new scenes. There's a whole new framing arc for for the for the film. It's going to be called Once Upon a Once Upon a Deadpool. And you can go see the trailer now. it is it is available on all the social medias. i've I put it up on Twitter earlier today. It's fantastic. The new trailer is great. It has a a, a device with Fred Savage uh, where they're doing a kind of a parody of uh, of a Princess Bride. The opening with Fred Savage as a little kid with his grandfather. And in this version, Deadpool is basically the grandfather, and he's going to read him a book with his little Deadpool logo all over it. It's it's gonna be. I'm excited for it. It's it's funny to think that I'm excited for a movie that I've basically already seen, uh, but I'm curious like what little 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 the uh, little nuggets they put in there, new little little new little shots. Um, and uh, what's also neat too is that this movie's uh, linked up with the with the fuck cancer charity, uh, which they are retailing fudge cancer for the film since it's PG thirteen. Uh, but you buy a ticket and every every dollar. I'm sorry, $1 from every ticket sold uh, is going to be donated to the Fuck Cancer Charity, and that's pretty freaking rad. So the movie is going to come out December 12th. Uh, like I said, if you've seen Deadpool 2, you, you the, the, I think the broad strokes of the film are going to be basically the same. You're just going to get some nice little new nuggets here and there. And uh, a few changes is they've they've probably snipped a few scenes as well to uh, curtail that R rating. Check out the trailer. I, like I said, this sounds weird, but check out the trailer. It will convince you to go see it. It's going to be... So much fun. And like I said, I can't imagine... I can't remember the last time I was so excited to see a movie that I've seen before that's now changed into a lesser rating. Take that for what you will. Oh, and also released today the final trailer for Aquaman, which is coming out uh, December 21st, so about a week and a half after Deadpool... After the new cut of Deadpool comes out, talked about... the Aquaman film before, and I don't think I have anything new to say. I'm I'm excited for the film. I think the new trailer looks great. It looks uh, pretty bombastic, pretty action packed. Uh, I hope the story holds holds you know pun intended, but I hope it holds water. And uh, I I hope it's as fun as it looks. It looks like it should be a really good time. Uh, the scenes we've seen with with Aquaman, with with Mara, with uh, black with Black Manta. Black Manta is one of my favorite villains in DC Comics, uh, so I'm really excited. To see him brought to brought to life on this on the screen, and I'm I'm even more excited that they kept his uh, costume pretty close to what we know from the comics and from the from the Justice, not Justice League cartoon, uh, the one from back in the day. You know which one I'm talking. Super Friends. Uh, you know it's all. It's all lined up it's all great everyone you know they're they're paying they're not trying to disrespect the material I, I don't think everything looks spot on I have I have tons of questions about the film. I'm super curious how they are going to do certain things you know specifically like like talking underwater how they're going to is that even going to be an issue or are they just going to talk I don't even, I don't know what they're going to do. We'll, we'll see. I mean it, it kind of looks like they talk underwater and they just talk, but maybe they don't maybe there's something else going on. I have no idea, but I'm damn excited to find out. December looks like it's going to be a pretty darn good month to go and see movies. So I can't wait. Uh, another bit of news I wanted to bring up, it's, a, it's a, bit, a little bit of a crossover with Beer Night in San Diego podcast, and that's the new documentary called Brewmaster, which will be available on demand and on other digital media platforms starting uh, tomorrow, November 20th. Uh, this documentary, it follows a young lawyer's attempts to launch his own beer brand as well as following a beer aficionado's attempt to earn the Master Cicerone certification, uh, the the documentary f- uh, is filled with with appearances from many uh, highly respected uh, br- uh, head brewers, brewmasters, whatever you want to call them. Uh, Sam Caglioni from Dogfish Head, Garrett Oliver from Brooklyn Brewing, tons, tons more. A couple clips have started surfacing online, uh, but the film is going to be out by the time you hear this. It'll be out, and you can uh, just stream it on demand. Get it, I'm assuming it'll be on Prime or you know Net- maybe even Netflix or Hulu, one of those. Or some of those platforms. Uh, and I think that's going to be worth checking out, too. Especially if you are, like I said, a little bit of crossover with the Beer Night in San Diego show. So if you know me from there, odds are you are probably interested in at least giving that a try. All right. Now let's uh, let's have a little fun and chat about the movie I saw recently. Possible spoilers from this point forward, but I'm going to try to keep that to a minimum. Uh, you know, just kind of doing a—not a, a deep dive on the film, uh, but I wanted to talk about it with everybody because I'm hoping people have gone and, and checked it out or at least are planning to check it out, you know, in the, in the weeks or so coming ahead. So many movies coming out. Um, It's—I it's, it's, don't know. I don't know when the fall became an extension of the summer, but it feels like there's a big movie coming out every week from here on out uh, for the rest of the year. It's just going to be bananas, and uh, it's a good problem to have. Don't get me wrong. All right, so— Like I said, possible spoilers from this point forward, but let's talk about the movie. From Bad Robot Productions, we're going to talk about Overlord, uh, directed by Julius Avery, written by Billy Ray and Mark L. Smith, and starring, uh, God, I hope I say their names right, Giovanna Depo, Wyatt Russell, and uh, Mathilda Olivier, I believe. Uh, She's a nice French actress, if I'm correct on that. Um, And Wyatt Russell, in case that name is familiar, that is the Russell you're thinking of. That is why Russell the son of uh, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. And he is now putting together a nice little acting career for himself. And uh, this is a fun, fun movie. I'm going to say it right now, right off the bat, it's a good time. If you're not familiar with if you haven't seen the trailers, if you haven't caught any of the commercials, uh, the movie set. It's World War II. It's the eve of D-Day. And uh, a Depot and Wyatt Russell play paratroopers, and they're jumping behind the lines. They they have a mission. They are supposed to knock out a radio tower uh, that could alert German forces bef- you know, as D-Day approaches the, of the incoming ships and of the impending attack. So they have to knock out this radio tower by a certain time, or news of the invasion of Europe by the Allied forces would be ruined. And I think for a mission like that, you need to have a... a you know, a Russell involved. It's very, very important. Those Russells are dependable. So World War Two presents our our backdrop. Um, they you know these guys drop into occupied France. And when I say drop into France, uh, they are blown out of the sky. they're they're in their plane and they are shot down in an incredible opening sequence uh, that sees uh, the characters have to jump out of a burning plane that's being shot down and falling up pieces all around them. It's a great opening number for the film. Uh, where they run across a, a local girl who takes them to their village where the radio tower is at. But there's more going on in, in this little French village than, than than what they can see from the eye. And what what basically happens, without spoiling too much, is they find out that. Uh, and that's where this movie, that's where the the war aspect of this movie collides head on with 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 sci-fi and horror. They they find out the Nazis are are conducting experiments on the villagers. There's there's a, a a laboratory full of all kinds of horrible, horrifying experiments, and uh, well, we'll just say monsters for you know, lack of a better word. They like to they uh, they're kind of a zombie film, I suppose I could go with that too. You know, I would they're not traditional zombies by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but it becomes a it becomes a big part of the film from the from the second half on. Uh, what what's and it's great. I like I said I really really like it. But what's interesting to me was uh, the amount of restraint that was shown or th- that was displayed in the film uh, from from going too far into a kind of like what could have become a, a a B movie level uh, zombie monster flick, you know. Uh, if maybe you've seen the movie Dead Snow,, uh, it's been on Netflix a million year, million trillion years, and it's that's a pretty good B grade movie. You know, dead zombies uncovered in the snow. They they hunt down these people in a cabin. It's kind of cheesy, and I kind of wondered if that was what they were gonna kind of str- like straddle that line with this film. Uh, but Overlord plays itself pretty seriously. I, I I mean, it's it's a World War II movie. It just happens to cross over with a little bit of zombie monster stuff at the same time. But it never goes too far into that that realm. Yes, there's unrealistic things that happen. Yes, it it pushes the boundaries, but it never becomes a B-movie. It never uh, tries to detract from what the mission of the characters is. It doesn't try to detract from World War II itself. Um, it's It straddles that line very, very well, I think. Uh, my expectation was that it would probably go a little bit more in that, that monster movie direction. And I'll be honest, uh, going into it, I... I was okay with that. I I, I was kind of like, Oh man, this would be super cool. It's just gonna be like world war two with all kinds of crazy monsters. Um, but it wasn't, I mean, they, like I said, the restraint shown, I thought was, uh, something to be commended. They did a fine job getting those elements those sci-fi, those horror elements into the film. Uh, like I said, and without taking away the seriousness of, of world war two itself and of the mission that they're doing, you know, it's like I said, it's, it's D day. It's, it's, this the, um, and you know, the allied forces are invading. It's it's historically significant and they don't try to parody that or to to take away from that seriousness. It's it's uh like I said they did a commendable job straddling that line and I think the movie is well worth people's time and attention. It came out uh, a few weeks back and it came out against some stiff competition from from some other films. So it's kind of been I think it's kind of unless you're looking for it specifically it's it's easy to glance past it in the in the film re- um you know, when you're, when you're scanning your Fandango or your Internet Movie Times, it's, it's easy to kind of miss Overlord on the schedule. Uh, but it's it's a cool flick, and uh, it's Popcast-approved, more importantly. Uh, so I think everyone should make a point of checking it out as soon as you get a chance. Um, otherwise, I don't want to say too much about it. There's some, there's some good moments in there, some good scares, some good lines, some good action. Otherwise, not much else going on in the news... Though I do have one little—otherwise, not much else is going on, at least in my life. I haven't gotten to do too many things. Uh, big plans coming up, though. Uh, I got—what do I have? Slightly less than four weeks left of school. And once school's out, that's when this show is going to take off for at least six weeks because I'm going to have plenty of free time and plenty of time to go to the movies and read comics and watch read books and watch shows. I really want to get into like a fall TV review, and we can talk about the, what, what's been good, what's been bad, all that stuff. So I hope everyone's sticking with me. I hope everyone is enjoying uh, the content we're putting out so far. Guests are coming back. I haven't confirmed with with Roger and Jeff yet, but I know I know Roger's chomping at the bit. Uh, Jeff has a couple of things to get off his chest as usual, and uh, uh, I even have a couple more people lined up too. I'm hoping I'm hoping to have some real fun when I'm on my uh, winter break from school. And uh, we'll get some new some new voices in here, some new opinions. I think we're even. Re- it's possible we're, we're, we might even be recording, uh, like like film commentary tracks that uh, you know everyone at home could play along with if you want. You know, we'll we'll try to like time it so that we'll you know give you a little bit of a countdown. You hit play in the movie as we hit play in the movie, and you can hear us give a commentary track on a film that we had nothing to do with. How much fun will that be? We'll see how it goes. <laughs> like I said, a lot of these are ideas. We're kind of hashing some stuff out. More guests on down the road. I'm gonna have some new voices for you guys to hear. Not that Roger and Jeff aren't always welcome here, but I want to give you guys a lot of uh, a lot of diversity in 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 guests. And uh, you know, like I said, once school is out, I'll be able to uh, have a, a more flexible schedule. That should help accommodate more people. And uh, we know we're gonna keep growing the show. So I, ha- I again, I ha- thank you guys so much for sticking with me so far. We're 14 episodes in. I don't have any intention of stopping. Uh, Unless you guys make me and tell me that I'm terrible at this and that you hate everything coming out of my mouth. Which I hope isn't true because uh, uh, you guys are all super rad and I want to keep doing this forever and ever and ever. But yeah, big thing is coming soon. Get ready. Get ready. Aquaman is going to be here. There's going to be a big Aquaman show coming. I promise. If you think Aquaman sucks, I'm going to convince you that Aquaman does not suck. That he is in fact awesome. At least that's my intention. We'll see if I can change any minds or not. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap it up for now. I will talk to you soon. I hope that everyone has a incredible, fun, happy Thanksgiving, uh, that you don't get into any fights with your family, and that uh, everything goes great for you guys. And uh, again, hopefully we will be talking very, very soon. Uh, and, but one more tribute to Stanley as we sign off today, uh, in the words of the, of the great man himself, Uh, Thank you, True Believers, and Excelsior. Bye. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions.